Do you wish you could make more fun vacation memories with your family every year? I'm Lynn Mettler, aka Go-To Travel Gal. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I help you learn to travel more by spending less and explain how easy it is for your entire family to fly free. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Families Fly Free podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. Today, I'm going to tackle a little bit of a different topic, though it's still related to travel, and it's one that's near and dear to my heart. Um, For me, I think one of the big reasons that I enjoy traveling so much is because I love to learn. And I'm one of these people, like I liked going to school, I still take lots of online courses, I love to read, and I love languages too. And if you give me any kind of a personality test, I'm going to come up with learning as one of my top personality characteristics. I just love to learn. And I think it's so good for our brains too, to always be learning a new skill. So we're firing different neurons and stuff in our brain, and we don't just get stuck in that same um, day after day rut, and then our brains start to slow down. So um, I love to travel and see places. I love history. I love to see where something actually happened. I like to look at the works of art with my own eyes. And um, I have discovered that I also love um, to learn languages. And so that's going to be our topic today is, um, and I've titled this, The Quickest Way to Learn a Language Slowly. Um, Because I've seen a lot of videos and a lot of posts about out there about how to learn a particular language in a week, in a month, you know, in some crazy short amount of time. And so I... uh, did start my journey with my current language, which I'm working on Italian right now, um, in this way and trying to learn it very quickly. And I realized that for me, um, as a 46-year-old running a business with a family, with kids, with an elderly mother, um, all these things, it wasn't realistic for me to be able to spend the amount of time needed to learn a language in a month but I feel like I've come up with a great system over the past year of how to more efficiently and effectively learn a language fluently um, than you could do otherwise on your own. Um, take Spanish all through school from seventh grade all the way through college it's for about nine years. Um, and I did love Spanish um, very much and that's why I kept taking it. Um, but sadly, I cannot speak Spanish. Uh, can't understand Spanish very well. Um, I'm pretty good at reading and writing part of it, but I felt like in general school failed me in that regard. I certainly never did like go live in a Spanish speaking country, which I know is really important if you really want to learn a language. So I did not do that, but it seems to me like for nine years of school, I should be more fluent than I am. I certainly should be able to speak it and understand it. And um, I'm here to tell you I'm an A student. So I was all in on it. It was um, not for lack of effort on my part. So when I um, have begun this journey of learning a second language, I guess this would be a third language, I really wanted to make sure that I learned it in a way that I could speak it and understand it because that's how I would want to use this as a traveler. So what inspired me this go around was after my family took our first trip to Europe, 
um, about five, four or five years ago now. And um, I had traveled overseas once, my family had not. And so we decided to do um, a three week long trip to Ireland, to um, Paris, France, and then some different places in Italy. And for us, one of the most scary parts of this um, was realizing we were going to countries where they spoke a different language and really worrying about would we be able to communicate? Would we be able to read enough to like find our way around, to be able to use the subway and the buses and to order dinner and all of these kinds of things? I was very, very nervous about that. So um, I did make an effort to learn just some of the basic phrases that we would need in each country. And I kind of studied that on the airplane on the way over. And I found when I was there, I loved trying to speak the language. I loved French and I loved Italian. Um, and it was so fun for me. I really surprised myself that I really wanted to try to speak it and ask for what I needed and try to understand what they were saying and try to read the menus and try to read the signs that were around. Um, and so that right there really inspired me. I came back from that trip wanting to learn both French and Italian. <clears throat> So I, I sort of right after that, I dived right into a tool called Duolingo, D-U-O-L-I-N-G-O, which I really do recommend if you're at the very beginnings of learning a language. Um, it's a free online tool and it, um, it really kind of works through repetition, which is actually a good way to learn a language because you start to um, understand it in a way that things sound right or they sound wrong just because you've heard them so much. And that's a good place where you want to be. Um, and so I started there just to kind of get the basics down. And I didn't really know where else to start, actually. And so I pretty quickly figured out that Italian was going to be a lot easier for me, having already studied Spanish for so many years because they are similar in a lot of ways. Um, and French was going to be the more difficult for me. So I decided to just go ahead and dive full on into Italian rather than try to learn two different languages at once. Um, and so that's what I've, I, I've been doing. So I was very into it right after our trip. <clears throat> and then I just sort of put it on hold for a while and didn't come back to it. And during the pandemic in early 2020, I thought this is the perfect time to really make a go of it and see, my goal really was to see, could I become fluent, you know, as a 40-some-year-old um, in, in a language that I didn't know? And I wanted to do it also, again, for my brain. Like, that's very important to me that I keep my brain firing and working and using new pathways. And, and I've read that learning a language is a really good way to do that um, because your brain is having to learn an entirely new language, an entirely new skill. So, all of that background said, um, I'm going to share with you kind of the steps that I have found to help someone learn language, not just Italian. I think this works for any language in a way that you can actually speak it and you can understand it. And I would say after about a year or so of these techniques, and again, this is the slow part, right? I wasn't able to do this in a month because I just don't have the time or I'm not willing to devote that much time to it, I should say, as opposed to my family and my business and whatever. But I can devote some time to it every single week. And um, I have feel like I am much further in Italian than I ever was in Spanish. And that's from a year of really focused learning versus nine years of traditional 
education the way they teach it in school. So I do feel like now in Italian, I can make myself understood. It's far from perfect, but they would, they would understand what I was trying to say. And that I can understand probably 80, 85, 90% sometimes of what an Italian speaker is saying if they're not speaking super duper fast. Um, so like uh, I'll talk in a minute about my um, uh, Skype tutor, but um, she speaks at a not a super fast level, but not a super slow level either. Um, and I can understand, you know, the majority of what she says. And I'm really proud of that. So that's exactly what I was going for. I want to be able to go to Italy. It's one of my favorite places um, that I hope to return to again and again throughout my life. Um, and I want to be able to just communicate and understand, you know, what's going on. It doesn't need to be perfect. Um, I'm not writing any papers or writing a book in Italian. I just want to be able to communicate in the country with the people. So the first thing I would suggest is, is the way I started, which was with a program like Duolingo. So when you're starting a new language, you really just kind of need to get the basics down um, of how the language is structured. And if you have studied another language besides English, this will help you tremendously, just to, uh, particularly, um, you know, one of the related languages, the Romance languages like Spanish or <clears throat> French and Italian are all similar in structure. So you need to understand kind of what the masculine and feminine forms are of the noun. So most of those languages, you know, they're unlike English, which a word is a word, there's a masculine version. I mean, they're either masculine or they're feminine. Um, and that determines um, the word that's the, um, the definite article <clears throat> of what that word is. Um, so it's different if it's a feminine noun than it is if it's a masculine noun. So you need to know what the definite articles are. The indefinite articles, that would be like a and an. Um, you need to know how they make their plurals. So in English, we add an S. Um, in Italian, um, if it's masculine, you add an I, um, for example. Um, it's different for masculine and feminine. You need to get down kind of the basic regular verb conjugation. So um, understanding um, the ending of the verb and what it would be for I and you and he and she and you all, like you as a group, um, we and they um, is typically the, the basic conjugations. Um, so you need to learn the regular forms. And of course, we all know if you've studied language, there's lots of irregular forms that you just have to memorize. Um, and those can come later. But um, and then I like to try to learn too how they form their questions. So I really got hung up in French at that point. I didn't understand how they were forming their questions that confused me. So I stopped right there and moved back, um, just so focused solely on Italian. And I hope to French will be my next one uh, once I feel like I'm ready to move on to another language. So um, get a baseline understanding in some way. So Duolingo is a great option to teach you these basics and it's actually quite fun. So you can just like on your lunch hour spend, say every day at my lunch hour, I'm just gonna do 15 minutes of Duolingo. Um, and again, pretty quickly because it's repetition and they'll um, keep testing you on the same thing. If you miss it, they'll um, test you on it until you get it right. Um, and it just helps you get the basics, understand, um, you know, if it sounds right or it doesn't because you've, you've heard it so much. And there's other programs like Babbel is another one that um, I use sometimes to kind of supplement what I'm doing. They have very basic level courses too that you can start with. Um, or you could get some sort of a basic workbook or textbook as well, just to give you the baseline. 
Um, and from there, what I did next was um, I started listening to podcasts. Um, so I picked a podcast called Coffee Break Italian. Um, and I really liked that because I was able to hear them, a native speaker, speak the language. And they would give you the very basics in terms of you know how to greet someone, how to ask for something, um, typical things that you would need if you were traveling to that country. And they explain um, why things are structured the way they are, which is a good technique to help you remember something. If you're trying to memorize, um, just memorizing what it is often is not helpful. Um, it doesn't stick with you as well as if you can remember why it is the way it is, or if you hear it in context, you're more likely to remember it. And so this podcast gives you both of those options. Um, and I thought they did a great job of starting with the very beginner and bringing you, um, you know, up higher levels as you go throughout their seasons of their podcast. And they're fun to listen to also. So that can be a way to kind of then start taking yourself to the next level, hearing these basic level things that you've learned put into practice. And they also did a good job of kind of giving you a, a basic structure, if you will, that you could take and build on to say many different things. So um, if you could just learn these couple of base structures, then you would be able to take it and, um, and say a variety of different things with it um, and not have to memorize so much. Um, which is very helpful. <clears throat> so again, knowing that my goal here is really, I felt like, again, where I really fell down in Spanish is I did not, was not able to speak it. And I remember that in school being terrified to have to speak Spanish because I just didn't feel proficient in it. And I think anyone trying to speak a new language is going to feel that same fear because it's the fear of looking stupid, um, you know, of saying something totally wrong, not having any idea what the word is that you need. But if you truly want to be able to speak a language, you have to find a way to get over that fear and just push through it. And I think that's what stopped me in progressing in Spanish. And so I knew that I just had to force myself to practice speaking Italian with someone who knew Italian. So what I decided to do is get a Skype tutor, um, and I chose a program called Live Lingua, L-I-V-E-L-I-N-G-U-A, and I will share my referral link to that program in my show notes, uh, because if you decide to sign up with them, you get 20% off. Um, and then I earn a referral fee as well. And I love this program. So I've done this for over a year now. And I got an Italian tutor um, and she lives in the Milan area of Italy. And so every week I have a scheduled appointment with her for an hour and um, we practice speaking Italian. And I have to tell you, I again, I was terrified the first time I was getting on with her um, because I just did not feel confident in my ability to speak and she was wonderful and still is um she's a, just a the nicest person and so she helps you um practice having a conversation we also don't just talk like in my brain i thought we were going to get on and that's all it was going to be how was i going to talk in italian for an hour when I was just getting started, but she helps teach you the language. So we have a workbook that we go through um, and it allows opportunities for speaking as well. 
And now that I've been doing it long enough, we generally just have a good 15, 30 minute conversation about what's happening in the world and with our families to start with. And then we dive into some more specific language learning. And a technique that I have found that helps if um, when you're just beginning and you don't know the language very well is to speak the words in the language that you know and then use English when you don't know the word. So um, you just speak the language, you throw in English if you don't know it, and then at that point they can, your tutor can say, oh, the word for that is this. Um, and, and you'll remember that word going forward, like talking about memorization techniques, because um, you used it in context, you didn't know it, and they had to point it out to you. And so I keep a notebook open when I'm doing my tutoring sessions with her, and I write down a lot, um, especially words that I don't know that we've gone over or things that I didn't know that we've gone over. And then when we get to it in a minute, um, like I enter them into a flashcards app um, so that I can practice those words when I have some downtime later on. Um, and that's a really good strategy because it helps you start to learn the words that you need to know in conversation because you didn't know that word and you were trying to use it in conversation. So it's clearly, it's a practical word. Um, and when you get into tools like um, Duolingo and such, sometimes they get to words that are not practical. And I always like to use the example of, it seems like when you're starting to learn any language, you have to learn like every animal in that language. Well, I'm not going to be talking about elephants and giraffes and monkeys with anyone in Italian, I don't think, unless I'm at a zoo and I don't plan to go to a zoo in Italy. So why fill up my brain with words like that that are not practical? I would much rather focus on words that I actually need to use in conversation and fill my brain with those. Um, so this is a good strategy in terms of just writing down the words that you don't know that came up in conversation so that you can practice them later. So I highly recommend getting a Skype tutor and there are different companies out there that do this, um, but I would be happy to recommend to you my tutor. She is excellent if you wanna learn Italian um, and is just um, has the perfect personality to make you not feel stupid or uncomfortable um, as you're beginning this process. And so I don't plan to stop doing that anytime soon because for me, it's really, really fun. Although it's, I still am a little nervous every time I get on every week, but I have so much fun while I'm on it. Um, that I, I, you know, it's definitely something I would want to keep doing just to always keep up on my Italian. The third thing I would recommend doing is um, learning how to understand Italian better by listening to real Italian speak. And this is a tough hurdle to overcome because if you don't know the language at all, you're at the very beginning, you don't know enough words to have any idea what they're saying. And they do tend to speak very fast. Um, so I recommend watching like YouTube videos. Um, you can find movies in Italian on Netflix. There's a um, a TV series called Baby, which is um, pretty good. It's a little bit racy, um, but it's a, and it's kind of a more of a youthful show, but it's an entertaining program. It's all in Italian. It takes place in Rome. So if you love Rome, you get to see shots of Rome too. So watching movies, TV shows, YouTube, um, and even we have Roku and our Roku will pull in like it's actual Italian television channels. So I can watch like real shows that are on in Italy, which are a little bit different than things you would find in the U.S., but entertaining in themselves. Um, so you can practice that. There are also podcasts in Italian, so you can download those. And what I recommend and what helped me is... Um, 
to watch, say, YouTube videos or movie with English closed captioning on. And so that way, when you're at the beginning, you start to match up the English word with the Italian word that they are saying, or a common phrase that's used a lot, or even like on this Netflix show, you'll see them use words like cool, um, you know, things that cool is just not going to be in your Italian language textbook, right? <laughs> but you, it's, it's real used Italian um, vernacular. And you can get a sense of that in movies. And my tutor is great about that too. So I can ask her things that would never be an Italian textbook. And she can tell me like, no, Italians would never say it that way. That might be the grammatically correct way, but they're going to say this. Or in Rome, they actually have their own dialect and they say this. Or in here's how you say how to text someone or, um, you know, just some things that are not what you would learn in a textbook at school, but that are practical for real life. And the tutor's great too. Like if you watch some of the stuff and then you have questions, you can ask her, well, why is this structured this way? And why did they say this this way? And she can explain it to you. Um, so that watching the YouTube movies and the TV shows, and that's what took mine to the next level. I would say I kind of got to a plateau and I felt like, okay, I'm not getting any better with understanding. And once I started doing that, I really quickly improved my understanding level. And two YouTube channels that I recommend, um, one is called Lingua Franca, F-R-A-N-C-A. Um, and the other one is called um, Italian with Lucrezia. Um, and both of those are very good. I think they speak at a moderate pace so that you can understand them. Lucrezia is a little bit faster, um, but some of her videos, she slows down a little bit. Um, and then watch them with the English closed captioning. And I've now gotten to where I can watch it without and still have a pretty good understanding of what they're saying. If I want to learn more words, though, it helps to put the closed captioning back on. And again, I make note of words that they use a lot in just everyday talk and then put that into my flashcards app and I can go back to it later. All right, um, now a big thing that also helped me a lot once I, once I started to put some more emphasis on learning vocabulary. So all along the way I was learning vocabulary, but I was still struggling to understand. And it was because I just didn't know a lot of the words that my tutor was using, that they're using on YouTube and movies, etc. And so what I did was I um, found a list of the 1000 most used or most common Italian words. Um, and again, this bypasses this whole learning words that aren't practical. So these are the most used words. And um, I used a flashcard app called Memrise, M-E-M-R-I-S-E. -E. And I really like this one because it's very simple to use and you can create like your own course in there. So mine is like Lynn's Italian and I just add words to it as I come across them. Like as I mentioned, when I'm watching something with my tutor and then I've gone through and I've added in these the thousand most um, used Italian words. And I found I'm almost to a thousand and, and I'm to the point where I understand um, most things. And that made a huge difference was just memorizing and increasing my vocabulary. Um, I would say that and watching YouTube are what really took things to the next level um, for sure. Another thing that I like to do is use Google Translate. 
It's right on your phone. Memorize also has an app. So um, once you enter in your words, I just practice them every day when I have some downtime, when I'm waiting in line, when I'm waiting in the car, um, when I'm waiting for something to load on my computer, whatever. And usually at night before I go to bed, um, I try to just work in um, learning at least five new words every day. Um, but Google Translate can be helpful. I try to, as I'm going throughout my day, kind of think like, oh, okay, if I was going to tell someone what I'm doing, how would I say that? And if I don't know how to say that or I'm missing a word, I look it up in Google Translate and then I can make a note to add that to my vocabulary list um, later on. Um, and so it's actually quite a handy little tool. There's a lot you can do with Google Translate. Or if you can't remember the word for something, you can type it in real quick and it will cue you. Um, there's also a um, flashcard program called Anki, A-N-K-I, that a lot of people use. But, and it's definitely kind of a build-it-yourself kind of program, but I found it to be very complicated and technical, and I consider myself to be a pretty, at least computer-savvy person, um, and it was more than I wanted to take the time to figure out. Memrise accomplishes the same thing, um, and it's much simpler to use, and they also have in Memrise pre-created courses. If you purchase um, a certain level of membership with them, you get access to like their Italian 101 or most used words. But I like custom creating my own because I'm able to incorporate words that I know that I would use or have tried to use. Um, and again, don't get stuck in that pattern of using learning words that I don't need. I just don't, I don't want to waste any brain power with words I'm not going to use. And when you're memorizing things, um, I read a book by um, Scott Young called Ultra Learning, which I recommend. And he also has a course, an online course that you can take too, because I wanted some help. <clears throat> I felt like I was struggling with being able to retain information in general. You know how we feel like we learn something and then we forget it, right? Um, so I wanted some strategies to better retain what I was learning and particularly with Italian because he has done a lot. He's le learned many languages very quickly himself. Um, but some, a, a couple of strategies that he recommends when it comes to memorizing um, is one, trying to come up with um, like an image of the, the thing that you're trying to remember. So um, mnemonics is what that's called. So basically, try to create a visual of what the word sounds like to you. Um, so the, an example would be Mila, Mela in Italian, sorry, <laughs> should be able to not mispronounce Italian after I've been studying it, right? Which means apple. Um, so like to me, that sounds similar to melon. So I might envision like a big red melon, which might help clue me um, to the fact later on, I might remember that image and go, oh yeah, not a melon, but an apple, because it's red. Or occhi, which means eyes in Italian, might make you think of okra in English. Okra are round. And so the next time you see occhi, you might remember okra. Eyes are round, like okra, and that would help you remember the word for eyes. So, and he also mentions as I said earlier, trying to understand the reason um, of something, like why a particular word is structured the way it is or why it's masculine or feminine or not, um, can help you remember it a little bit better. I find um, when I've used or heard 
um, the word in context, that helps me remember it. Or like if I needed that word to try to say something and I didn't know what it was, I will usually remember that later on because I can remember the context I was trying to use it in. Um, and another good strategy is um, to try what they call immediate recall. So after you've learned something, like let's say you learned how to conjugate a particular verb, an irregular verb, try to remember it right after without looking at it. And that helps use like certain pathways in your brain. It's creating new circuits and pathways um, so that you can retain that information. It's a new pathway that you've made that you can then go back and it will be there. So that's supposed to be a good technique even for like test taking or um, notes. Like if you make notes on something, try to see how much you can remember after the lecture. <clears throat> Write it down without looking. Um, and then you can go back and look and see what you missed but that's supposed to help you better retain information. So those are a couple of strategies that you can use. And again, just remembering to focus on what's important to you in terms of learning the language. So for me, um, reading and writing is not so important here, which is pretty much what I learned with Spanish. It's more about speaking and listening and understanding. So that's what I have focused on, my time on, instead of the reading and the writing. Um, I have found, though, that I am pretty weak now in the reading and the writing. So if my um, tutor will have me go through and like read an article together, I definitely struggle there um, because I have not practiced that so much. I haven't read Italian written down uh, or tried to write it down myself very much. Um, and so I do would like to be a little bit more skilled in those areas. Um, and a technique they recommend here is to like keep a journal, like a daily journal and write down just things about your day in the language you're trying to learn. And again, if you don't know the words, then you'll look them up and then you'll remember them going forward. Um, so that can be a way. And then she regularly sends me kind of simple articles that you would find online just about health or um, politics or anything like that. Um, and then I can try to translate it myself and or she and I can do it together in our lesson. And Italian in particular, the order is a little different than English. So that's where I really struggle is understanding what the subject is because sometimes it's after the verb instead of before the verb in English. Um, so these are good exercises to just kind of at least give you a base level on reading and writing skills. And um, one last thing that I have done too is I've gotten a workbook um, in on Amazon that's an Italian workbook and I try to do that about once a week too um, and that gives me a little bit more practice on um, writing and uh, reading also um, seeing the words written down practicing that immediate recall I've read something and then I have to answer questions um, and so that kind of can help supplement uh, the speaking and the comprehension side of things too and so as you do all of this, you know, over time, um, you will amazingly quickly learn Italian in a slow way, right? Which is the goal. We want to, um, I'm always about the 80-20 rule and, you know, what are the 20% of things we can do to get 80% of our results? And I feel like these um, are the 20% of things that give you 80% comprehension um, of a language without having to do all 100% of things, right? Um, it's a definite time saver, um, and you can work on it at your own pace. Um, it's great. Any way you can work on a language is good for you. It's good for your brain. It's good for your kids to see you practicing a language and not being afraid to speak a different language in another country. 
I think is a great gift that we can give to our families of just not being afraid to travel anywhere because they know you know that you can survive and you can adapt and you can learn some of the words of the language. And if you want after all of this to kind of test and see what your comprehension level is, there are tests that you can take. Um, so like in the European Union, they break it down to um, what level of a language you are. It could be any language. So it's A1, A2, B1, B2, and C1 and C2. So um, my goal at the moment is to try to get through an A2, pass an A2 level test. Um, which would mean I'm conversational, I think, in Italian, um, and can make my get myself um, make myself known what I'm trying to to say. So, um, so right now my tutor and I are going through an A2 practice test <clears throat> um, so that I can kind of get a feel for it, and um, and then at some point here I will actually go take that test and then and then see what level of the language I am. Um, so I hope that that gives you some tips. If you've been wanting to learn a language, if you want to travel to a foreign country and you're not sure about it, um, if you love to learn and you haven't thought about learning a language, I encourage you to do that. Um, it's a wonderful exercise. It is really fun if you like to learn, if you like to build your memory, if you like to build your brain. Great, great exercise. And it serves you so, so well when traveling. Um, how amazing to be able to go to a country and be able to communicate with the people in their own language. So if you've had any experiences um, learning a language and traveling, I'd love to hear about it. Um, you can email me at lynn, L-Y-N, at familiesflyfree.com. And if you want some help with flying free to some of these amazing places, again, we flew free to, on that first trip to Europe. Would never have been able to do that if I had not figured out how to fly free. We could not afford to fly four people to Europe. In fact, I never dreamed we would be able to do that. And so we were able to go. Um, it was able to inspire me for this language learning. We were able to show our kids things like the Mona Lisa and the Statue of David and Bernini's Dome in Florence and, um, you know, stay in a medieval building in Tuscany with the ancient cistern right out the window. So to let our kids be able to see what they were learning in school with their own eyes, again, priceless, priceless. And if you can do it without paying for airfare, amazing. So I hope you have a great rest of your week and that you will join me on next week's episode. Ready to fly your family free? Come join me inside my Family's Fly Free program where you get my simple step-by-step -step plan and my personal help so you can make more priceless travel memories with your family before your kids leave home. Visit familiesflyfree.com join. That's familiesflyfree.com join to learn more and get started flying free today.